What's up? What's up? What's going down? Welcome to the All Things I See Your House. You already know I'm your host, Favor Obas EK, and I'm here to really share some really good insights with you and talk about SEO versus CRO. And if you're hearing these terms for the first time, don't worry. I'm going to make sure that you understand what they are, what they mean, and what you can do to include, how do I put this? To increase and include, I was trying to say in crew, <laughs> but, but yeah, you are in crew. You are on ship. You are on a road map. You're on a blueprint. You have something that you're going to use that's going to help you navigate what your goal and intention is. So as you're listening to this, as you're paying attention to, you know, the next steps, what you want to do, how you want to build out your business, what is SEO, what is CRO? You know, it may sound like it's something new to you, but it's definitely not new because you've been doing it before. You just probably didn't know what it meant or what it really was. And you're not able to like put in two and two together, but you can definitely do that when you get done with this room and you listen to all the amazing things that we're going to talk about. So C-R-O stands for conversion rate optimization. And here's the thing, guys. When you are creating conversions and building conversions, right? There's so many things that you are going to experience when it comes to emails, signups, you know, leads, generating workflows, automating your business. You know, these are things that psychologically put you in a framework where you have to consistently be repeating these things consistently, right? So if you are thinking about your business and you want your business to grow, and as you're growing your business, you are also learning about your business. That's where a lot of things come to play because now you are creating avenues that will allow you to become better in what you're doing, you know, and you're creating time, you know, for your business. Hey, Nasha, welcome. Hello. Hey, first time I've gotten to hear your voice. <laughs> I'm usually working when I'm on here. So. Okay. Okay, so today is pretty light for you, right? Yeah. That's good. That's good. How is business? How is everything going for you? Uh, well, of course, I do credit repair, so that is uh, it's not that great. It's to me, it's really hard to get like leads and stuff. I don't know. I get why though, because pe people have to like trust you with their personal information. So it's kind of hard to get leads. What have you been working on right now? What is, what has been the, the thing that you've been doing so far that you've been working on that has not gotten you to where you want it to be? Um, so primarily just doing like, funnels I, i'm in a lot of like different facebook groups with um like different groups and i post like uh my funnel in there for like uh lead magnets 
um, I have done like uh, Facebook ads a couple of times, not for much, but that to me doesn't really help either. And then I just had someone make me a Pinterest page, um, which you get a lot of impressions and stuff, but it's not equaling out to like uh, real leads or sales. That's true, because when you think about like the amount of things you have to do to make it work, it's beyond just the plug and play, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I know with what you're doing, a lot of people need that service. And for them to find you, their ways would have to put it together so that when they do find you, they can trust you enough to leave you with their information. And that way you can solve the problem that you're promising. Right. And then I recently had like um, a new website made because my other one just was not functional. Um, I had a new website made and then I had like SEO done on it. I don't know. I keep hiring people on like Fiverr. I don't know. I don't know about Fiverr. Definitely, I would say that it's not the best. It, it's good if you want to start. It's a good start. It's definitely a great place to get the work going. But if you're thinking about scaling and building and actually creating a place where you can see your business being worked on without you having to be there yourself is mm -hmm. where that change comes in. And yeah, you can find people on those platforms, but you won't find someone that can really give you what you're looking for in a customized format because that is more general based. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Nasha, I would definitely love to, because I know you've been here and we've been, I've been seeing you in rooms, and I know you have a, a great, great service that you can help people with. So I would want to know how best maybe we could even get on a call and talk about it, so I can just see what your roadmap's looking like, and then we can take it from there. Because I know you have access to the Pinterest court, but it has there's more to it. You know, there's there's their layers. And if we're able to, you know, put those all those layers together, then we have a cake and we don't have something else, you know. Yeah, because even with the even with the Pinterest, I was like, well, I don't I didn't know like where to even start with that. So I even had someone on there to start that for me. Like I had made the Pinterest page, but as far as like starting with the pins and stuff, I had somebody off of Fiverr do that for me for like a week. He like, I want to do it monthly. And I'm like, no, because you was half doing it this time. I can't hire you to do something monthly that you already have doing. So I have, I mean, I have maybe had it going. It's been less than a month, so I haven't really seen much from that. And then I know I have to, like, keep uh, posting on their pins and things. That's the thing. When you keep posting and posting and you're not getting to those numbers, then it gets frustrating because now you wonder where your posts are going, how the algorithm works. It's it's a whole thing. So for you, I think one of the best ways to get started is to know what your audience needs. And I'm sure you already know that because you have the business, but more importantly, how do you get them to those places that they can find the answers that you provide? And that's where that difference comes in when, it, you know, you're creating content. And, you know, this topic is about SEO and CRO. So right now you're looking for leads, you know, you're looking for conversions. But at the same time, you need to know what the conversion rates are. 
so you can be able to create those, you know, intentions and get much better when you're thinking about content. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. The average click-through rate, right? The average click-through rate across all industries is averaged at 2%, right? And just based on uh, statistics, because I've been just going through Q1 2023 to see what are the what are the reports saying? What how can we brace ourselves for quarter two or you know Q2 or the second quarter? Which is just in the US alone in Q1, the click-through rate benchmark for tech industries specifically, because the average is two, right? But when you're running an ad, because you said you also ran ads on Facebook, this is why I'm bringing this up. The average click-through rate for ads is 1.04%. That's in the U.S. based on Q1 reports for 2023. So if you want to get to 4% above average, 9% above average, there are things you'd have to do that will change the way you're getting responses. Because the problem is not the message, it's how it's delivered. You know, your message is right. Your message has value. Your message has substance. But the way it's delivered is different. You know, think about it when you get a presentation, when you have, when you get a meal, you know, the way that meal looks in the presentation, as opposed to just putting everything on the plate, you know, you're going to have a different experience. So if you want people to experience your business, whereby they're clicking, they're learning, they're reading, they're watching, and then they're signing up and then they're buying and they're staying. Because some people can buy and go, but if you have people who can buy and stay and then refer you to other people that need your service, then you're in business and you can really do that and scale it out. So I'll definitely encourage you, Nasha, to click the link above my head and click on the second option, which will allow you to, you know, book a call with me and we can, you know, talk about it really well and understand because Clubhouse will, we can talk about it on Clubhouse, but it's much better when I can see it and know exactly what the goal is. You know what I mean, right? Yes, I understand. I'll go ahead and schedule. Um, yeah, I have seen on there. And you have weekends too, because usually. Yeah, I have weekends too. So yeah, okay. we can talk on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. Appreciate you. Hey, Celeste, finally you came when we started and not when we ended. <laughs> so I appreciate you. Finally, you got on my schedule. Sheesh. Man, I was like, <laughs> she showed up. I was like, okay, it's lit. <laughs> I got the invite and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be around. So, yay, it worked out. I have a little um, event to work at three, so I have plenty of time. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been, I've been busy researching and and doing amazing things and just learning and growing. I had me had about two meetings today because on Saturdays I have either one or two meetings. So I had two today, sometimes three. It can get really busy like throughout the morning. But I had two today that were very successful. One was from someone who, um, when I did the first replay um, on Clubhouse, she was able to book a call with me. And we talked about it today. And I'm so excited because she has amazing plans. And she's retired, you know, but she has some plans that she wants to place so that she can leave a legacy. 
and I'm excited to work with her when we get started because the whole essence of me being here is to help people and just make it clearer because when you start dibble dabbling in different things and you don't know what sticks and you're still paying money for it and you're spending money, it gets exhausting and it gets very stressful at the same time. So I've been able to see how I can simplify it. Um, I found a new GPT, <laughs> if this makes sense, Celeste, but I found a AI is going crazy because I've been on an AI hunt all week and I found some really cool tools that are going to speed up my process, speed up process for my clients. I'll give you an example. So one of the, cause I have a podcast and I found a platform, an AI platform that actually like you, all you have to do is upload your MP3 and then it gives you your show notes, your transcripts, your, your titles, your, your, your tweet. It gives you the summary, it gives you the timestamps. It's so accurate. It's scary, but it, it's, I'm excited to see how I can enhance it. Then I also found another AI tool that you can be able to, you know, help with your digital sales. So it's bananas right now. And I'm talking about CRO conversion rate optimization. So I've been able to find these tools that will help me save time on research so I can deliver faster and deliver at a much higher efficiency rate. So it's been really, really good. I've had a very blessed week. How about you? What's been happening? Yeah. So first of all, I want to say, um, yes, happy for all things AI, especially that helps you kind of save some time so you can focus on making money. I love it. Um, as far as me, I don't know if I told you, yeah, we talked about it, but I don't think we talked since I launched it. So I decided to launch a um, group coaching program just for businesses in my niche. For anybody in the audience, if you don't know, I have a kids entertainment business where we specialize in face painting. And that is a business that I learned how to rank number one on Google, which is why you hear me talk all about SEO all the time. So um, in the, especially in the artist space, but definitely in the <laughs> face painting space, uh, there are a lot of people that do like tutorials and how to make flowers and, you know, all those things. But the business side, uh, there is a huge gap in education. So I was like, you know what, um, let me hop on in there. And it's been working out really well. Um, that is the, <laughs> the one favorite. Remember I went on a little rant about, you know, marketing on social media, how it's so much different than SEO. Oh my gosh. Like I, uh, So y'all listen, I have been so fortunate and blessed to learn about SEO really early in my like business journey. So uh, that business, I haven't had, I don't have to do any marketing really besides the website and then SEO. Like I literally get leads on autopilot. Like it, it's like such a crazy, amazing thing. However, this new thing, I have to get like in the trenches, um, you know, in the dirt, in the bushes and <laughs> marketing on social media. In particular, Facebook is where most of my audience is. So yeah, it's been a challenge, but I have close to 50 people um are registered and it's only month one so i'm really excited to see how it grows and scales and i already have people giving me testimonials and um i show people how to make uh do you know how to make a um you know how people have popple and you scan it and then it saves your contact info to their phone yeah i have popple do you pay for that can i just ask like how much did you have to pay i do pay for it and let me check really quickly actually for those who are wondering what is popple i'm going to put my business card here it's so helpful i've been using for about probably two years now 
and it's it's saved it saved a lot of time i'm going to put it here i'm just checking for you on my phone real quick it's a really amazing tool and i'm glad you found it because when you use popple and you can even add it to your wallet you know your virtual wallet so it's really really cool and i pay i pay yearly so um, i just looked at my subscriptions on my phone and i pay 76.99 a year you said 76.99 yeah oh, okay that's not too bad well i wasn't promoing popple by the way i <laughs> <laughs> i actually um have a free resource for this listen it works really well so if you go to okay the easiest way is just to google this just google wix qr code generator now it allows you to generate any qr code for free it might prompt you to sign up for a free account but you don't have to pay but there is a v card option so you scroll over to v card put in your contact info so it'll ask for your first and last name what i recommend if you're a business just put your business name in the name field and organization put what you do because it's very common that i will save people's info but i have to put like either where i met them or what they do so that i actually can look them up when i want to call them because i'm horrible with the name so try that out um and then you push v card and what it does is generate a qr code that when anybody scans it so literally if you're out networking you're like here scan my you know virtual card they scan it then a prompt will pop up that says add you know Celeste's marketing consulting to contacts. You click add to contact, it pops it right up and they just push save. So you can do that absolutely for free. I um, taught everyone in my group <clears throat> how to do that and they've just been like going bananas about it. So I actually, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this into like a lead magnet. Um, how to make a free digital business card similar to Popple, but it's free. So yay, there you go. That's a big one. I didn't even know about Wix QR code generator. I just checked it out. That's dope. Yeah, That's you can really make all different kinds. And what's funny is, so <laughs> I actually have it on my website, the business card. So what I did was I uploaded the V card and linked it to a button on my site. So when people scan the QR code, it goes to that landing page, but then they have to push save. Then it pops up and it's kind of like multiple steps and I've been testing it out. I'm like, okay, this gets confusing to people. But now that they have that V card option, it is so much more seamless. Like literally it just pops up. It push, like it literally prompts on your phone, save to contacts. You click it and push save, that's it. So I was like, oh yeah, this is a um, game changer and it's free. That is dope. I like that. I really like that once you have resources like this, you know, it depends on what your main goal and what your end goal is. So definitely with QR codes, Wix is a good one. Even Nasha said, you know, you can make QR codes on Canva. I think Canva also has a, an AI tool now where you can write content. A, um, they do. I saw it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they also, you can create a website on Canva too. So there, there are no limits. I think the thing for me too is, even based on the topic of the conversation today is, how do you convert? Like, where do you convert your clients? And where do you really think about converting them to leads or sales or signups or downloads? You know, it doesn't have to be sales all the time. It, it can also be something that has, 
you know, a perspective to it. And when I look at it from that perspective of what can I do with my business today that can help me for tomorrow, one of the things like, you know, Celeste is the SEO piece, because I've seen websites that start from scratch and in three months they're getting mad traffic because of the time put in. And when we think about three months, three months may be short. It may look short, but it's a lot of time to do a lot of things. Imagine if you had 90 articles in 90 days. Imagine what that could do for you. Because I I remember, I think Celeste, you probably remember this, when last year I intentionally decided not to write articles for the year just to see whether my website would lose any type of rankings. It was an experiment for me. And I noticed that my impressions were increasing on my console and my clicks were decreasing. So that told me, yeah, because I, I wanted to just do a research on that just to know, because I like to just test things out. And I realized that because my impressions were increasing, it increased my domain authority because I already had content prior to posting new content. And I was also scheduling and updating content. So when I think about it now that I've written, like I wrote about two new articles in March, as soon as I did that, the impressions like did a spike again. So it hit another level. That's what I'm coming to. Like it literally entered a new phase and it can't go below that phase now. So it's really up and now every day I'm now getting clicks, getting clicks, getting clicks. So when you now date it back to 12 months, you'll see like the impressions, it goes down, then it goes back up and then it spikes. And then in that spike, now the keywords that are in my search console, I'm able to know that, okay, these queries don't have clicks. So that gave me prompts to create content. One of them is uh, best SEO ranking tools. And that was on my queries for a long time. And I didn't have any, you know, article to push it out with. So I did it. And then another one was about Pinterest business, because I, if you type in Pinterest marketing strategy, you'll find my article there. Now, the article that I wrote in March is on page two, I think page two or page three on Google. So now i'm like okay i'm getting clicks on that same keyword that i saw zero in now i'm seeing one two three i'm seeing numbers going up so now that prompts me to go to the next keyword cluster to now create content for it so i'm just telling myself now in this q2 that what i want to do going towards these queries is to make sure i have a platform where people can enjoy outside reading because in my articles nowadays i have podcast slides or podcast you know snippets or even audio pieces i also have pinterest pins you can be able to check things out and have snippets i also have a place where you can sign up if you want to join the community and then i have a section for display ads from google so all these things are working together and i've added like the icing on the cake which is like a schema markup so now for every article I'm able to anchor text because I notice sometimes when people are reading articles, they just want to read one portion of the article. So I kind of bite size it down 
to whereby um yes the article makes sense yes the article is good but some people just want to know one thing on that one article and spend five minutes to grasp the idea so if i want them to find it then i have to anchor it so that you can be able to see it so i did that with one of my new articles and when i did it i'll give you guys an example so that we are in context it changes everything and i started to notice that there was a difference in content there's a difference in response because it's like some people want to know how to plan you know for pinterest just like nasha just talked about earlier you know with content on pinterest how do you plan content you know how do you do it so i created an article i just posted the article on the top if you guys click on the link you'll see that in this article as soon as you scroll down you'll start to see like the table of contents you know think about it like a web page or your dissertation paper, or your term paper, you know, or your research paper, you're always gonna have a table of contents. And when you treat a web page like an actual page that has contents, that has heading tags, applying the same concepts, because people think SEO is such a big word, but it's the same thing we do. When you read chapter three of a book, that's SEO. Even if it doesn't look like it, it is, because you had to navigate to that page. If, it's, if chapter three is page 56, you know exactly where that is and you can read what you're looking for. So when you're creating content for people and you want them to convert into whatever you're trying to create as a KPI, then how you plan it out really determines the success graph of your business and the longevity of how it goes. Have you thought about that, Celeste? And it's good to see you, Kalapo and Toyin. So, yes. And I wanted to kind of um, back I was going to say backfire. <laughs> Rewind is a better word <laughs> to something. And it's right on the subject. Um, so first of all, I am really happy that you brought up this whole topic of SEO versus CRO because ah, this is a very um, under-talked about subject in SEO and marketing in general. Just because you get traffic doesn't mean it's going to convert. So um, we had talked earlier about websites and you had mentioned that you can make a website on Canva. And coincidentally, um, someone posted like, you know, I'm in a lot of groups on Facebook and they're like, oh, here's my new website. Can you give me some feedback? And everyone, <laughs> I always feel bad. Like I always feel like such a bitch because I'm like in digital marketing and I had to come in and like give them some hard truth. Now, listen, the website, it looked fantastic. Okay. It was a Canva website. It looked amazing. However, I don't know if this is true for all Canva websites. This is the only one that I personally saw. Uh, the website was actually images with text embedded into the image. So literally the whole website was just like a big old picture, right? Uh, there was no actual text for Google to crawl and read. You couldn't even click like, you know, it had their phone number at the top. You can even click it to call it. You can copy it, paste it, nothing. It was just text and images, you know, in one big old image. And that was the website. Again, it looked great. Um, also, it was really hard to read on mobile. It was very small, like the text. So, you know, the first thing I said, I always started with positive. I'm like, oh, you look so pretty, you know. <laughs> and then I had to, you know, tell them like, hey, like, I would highly suggest, you know, you separate the text from the images because this is impossible to, you know, for Google to crawl and figure out what it's about if there's no no copy. Um, so, 
moral of the story, and it's more of a question, number one, are, are all given websites like that? You got to educate me on that. I have no clue. Um, and number two, when we talk about the idea of, you know, SEO versus CRO, uh, where do you see people kind of go wrong with SEO? And then, you know, because I had a client once, and this was a wake-up call to me, that I helped them rank number one on Google. But then they complained like, but no one's buying. And I was like, oh, we didn't really talk about that part. <laughs> so, Faber, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I would love your thoughts on those two things. <laughs> That's a big one. I'm glad you mentioned this. And thank you for bringing this up because it's going to help a lot of people understand that cheap is expensive because just like you said with Canva, when you have a website that is just images only, yes, it looks good. Yes, it's okay. Yes, it looks aesthetically pleasing, like you said too. But when you don't have copy, text, HTML, hypertext markup language, then you're missing a huge chunk of data you can be able to transmit and signal to Google, right? or any other search engine for that matter. There are usually two types. There is HTML and there's XML. Those are the two major things that consider your SEO ranking on websites. Even now with podcasts, I have a podcast and I'm also seeing that there's SEO in podcasts because now I can create HTML text for my podcasts. Meaning that if somebody's looking for a certain episode, they can find it by searching and I can put that keyword to match their audio search. So, and there's voice search too. So with Canva, I wouldn't build a website on Canva. I would really build a website on GoDaddy before I go to Canva, to be honest, but I wouldn't do it on GoDaddy either. <laughs> but my point here is I wouldn't do it on a website that Canva is not known to be a website builder. It's known to be a content creator tool. Right. And really quick, so are all the <laughs> that was the first Canva website I saw, but are all of them like that? All of them are technically like that because Oh wow. Yeah, technically they're all like that. And the reason is because there's no you can't put metadata, you can't put text, you can't, you know, it's not a website builder. It's a, it looks good as a website. You can have your domain there but it's not doing anything. Someone came to me and um, she referred, a client referred me to her friend who needed help with her website. She's into real estate. I had a call with her for 10 minutes. And in those 10 minutes, she told me about her website being on Canva and she's having problems with connecting it and doing the whole technical stuff. And I was like, that's the problem. And she didn't want to spend money either. So I'm like, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. How am I able to help you if you can't help yourself? And that's the thing about SEO. We think that, yeah, like you said to your second question, a lot of people are getting clicks, but no conversions. It's because there's no conversion rate optimization. One of the things we do with our clients is make sure that you have a, a platform which we install for you. Every client we've worked with, those are the essential things we do. We literally set up your account. If you have a Google search console, fine. If you have you created an association, if you've not, we have to set that up. If you've created a sitemap, we have to set that up. We have to make sure that you have, you know, a heat map on your site. We have to make sure that you're able to see all those things so that every month we're able to scan and say, okay, people scroll down your website till 70%. 
but you're converting at 40%. So that 30% that you're wasting, how about we take that to another page? We can truncate that into something else. So that's where that conversion comes in. Should I put my button on the left side of my, my page or the right side of my page? Should it be red or should it be green? You know, all those things are very important. And statistics have shown, especially when you think about testing, you have to test it for your business. And that's why I do a lot of testing with, with emails. Because if I send you an email and I put a red button there, and then the next time I put a blue button, and then I put a green one the next time, and I look at those three, it's going to tell me which one had a higher click-through rate based on color, not even based on context, because people saw something to click on. So if I'm thinking about the CRO and how can I be able to put that out there, the goal here is what can I do to make sure that the keyword I am ranking for is being seen, is being clicked on, and that way I'm able to acquire a lead, which will be able to automate the business for me to make that sale. And I did that with one of our clients. She started a business. She didn't know anything about SEO at all. And we set up her website. Within six months, she was ranking second place right under Amazon for one of her products. And as soon as that happened, we said, okay, we have a blog, but we need to add the product for the blog because the product itself was ranking, right? But the, there was no blog to support it. So we wrote a blog to support the product. And when you type it in, you'll be able to see it there. And then once you see it, you're going to read the blog. And Google does it in a very nice way where you're able to see the URL, the domain. And right under the domain on the side, it's like, it's like aligned to the left, but it's justified a little bit to the right. And then right there in the next break line, on the next line of text, you're able to see the, the blog with the same title, with the same slug. You know, not exactly the same slug, but something that matches the context of the, the page. So just by doing that, it allowed people to, we, we figured out, oh, people like this product. Out of all the products she has, people like this product, one. Two, we decided to create content around the product. And when we created content around the product, that's when we were able to now create value for the product by adding benefits to the product based on text. And then from there, you're able to sign up, you know, to join the email list in case you want to learn more about the business or learn more about the brand. And then from just doing that, we were able to acquire leads organically, which we were able to now send emails to them organically. And that translated to sales organically. So if you use those three pack methods to make sure that you have a straight edge and you're able to have that competitive edge as well, then that's where you can definitely see that conversion rate optimization. But it's going to take a while. Some people think it's going to take overnight. It's about testing. The more tests we're able to have, the better results we're able to bring. So does that help you with that, Celeste? Absolutely. And the thing that you just said is what I want people to lean into is testing. <laughs> you know, um, unfortunately, that person who built that pretty canva website that probably won't convert is they you know published it they did the whole thing instead of actually like testing to see like okay 
what is really the best way to optimize this website. Um, another way that you can kind of pre-test is go and look at people who have already done the thing that you're trying to do. And I guarantee you'll find, you know, some things that'll help you in your strategy, help accelerate it, and hopefully help you not make some really big mistakes. So that's great. Um, I also wanted to read, so someone had a, um, a question. I don't know if you got a chance to read it. Uh, and it's from Joran. He says, our ClickFunnels websites like that also he's talking about the canva example we gave and does anyone have experience ranking click funnel websites for seo any suggestions favor that's a great question and thank you for that question too as well i think it's goran or joran thank you so much well this is what i'd say click funnels and canva are kind of like the same thing not in terms of operations but in terms of optimization because when you have a ClickFunnels site, you're highly depending on ClickFunnels. You're literally thinking about a page, a sales page, a pipeline. You know, those are things that you can find, right? But I would not, myself, would not use ClickFunnels as a website. I can use it for a sales page or a sales landing page, cool. But I wouldn't use the entire complexity of the site to create the SEO CRO we're looking for, quote unquote, because ClickFunnels was designed for sales, right? Designs for that pipeline, you know, creating that funnel, creating that access point, right? And I do have a client that uses ClickFunnels, right? And it works well, but she has a website on top of the ClickFunnels. So case, case being here, point is you will still need a website. Even though you have ClickFunnels, you will still need a website because yeah, it may help you with SEO, but it's not going to do all those things because it doesn't have all those technical abilities. Those technical abilities are very important because if I need to add, for example, very easy example, if I need to add a Google Tag Manager code to that website, I can't do that with ClickFunnels. If I need to add a Pinterest verification tag, I can't do that. If I want to add something you know, technical, I can't be able to do that. If I'm trying to plug it, to Google Search Console, I may try to do that, but it's not going to give me the accurate information I'm looking for because it's designed for sales. So, and you're spending about $100 plus, maybe it's 99 and maybe it's up or down, I don't know, but you're spending money per month to keep that site. On top of that, you have to spend money on a custom domain that you're paying for yearly or monthly. So your overhead costs are so high up there, one, two, you're not making as much conversions or sales because there's no organic trend. And then three, you have to depend on ads. So you're spending a lot more again to get people to that click funnel to make that sale. So to me, it sounds like a Rubik's cube. You just putting yourself in a box where you can't really scale. And if you can't scale that way, I'd advise that you just not use click funnels. If, if your goal is to make sales and you're using click funnels for that, ClickFunnels is not going to guarantee you sales. It's a strategy you have with what you work with that will give you the sales. So that's, that'll be my answer to that. I don't know if you have to answer to that too as well, Celeste. Um, I think what you said is spot on. And to further kind of elaborate, I actually, I was just talking to some people in real estate who have similar problems. You know how like real estate agents will use websites through like whatever um you know brokerage they represent 
Um, and it's very similar. Anytime that you're kind of on a unowned platform like ClickFunnels or like you know, a brokerage site or, I mean, even like a lot of car salesmen, they'll use the website provided through the dealership. You have no control over the finite details of that site, like Favor says. So um, exactly what he says. So in your case, Jerron, you could have JeronHernandezSales.com. I'm just throwing out a, an example. And that is where you're actually directing your SEO to, your organic traffic. Uh, but then for your individual offerings, if you wanted to funnel them <laughs> to click funnels, <laughs> then you can do that. So let's say you have a landing page on that site that's just for like a course, right? And you've built that uh, sales page through ClickFunnels. Well, you are able to change so many details on the website you own to get it to rank for that course. But when the traffic comes there, you know, you can have a button, you know, buy this course now and it goes on over to ClickFunnels, which I mean, I don't even know if that's necessary at that point, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Um, and like Favor says, having your own website, your own thing that you control is a game changer. So that was perfectly explained, Favor. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that that question came to place because that also helps with ClickFunnels and Canva and all these other platforms that you have to use to build a website. And, you know, the way I think about websites is so different from how other people think about them because people think, oh, your website should just have your portfolio or you should have a course, or you should just have blogs. Your website is land. If I have land and I want to appreciate this land and I want to add value to it, there are things I have to do inside and outside and around it to make that valuable. Same thing with your website property. So if you have a website and this website is ranking for a certain term, then how can you make sure that people can find it? You know, just the thing I was talking about with you earlier, Celeste, with my courses, you know, I'm building a different, I'm on a different platform now from where I was. I was on Kajabi and everybody was using Kajabi. Everyone still uses Kajabi, but I'm like, I'm not going to pay $200 again for a website like Kajabi where I could be paying about 10% of that and get more <laughs> for the same thing. So it's now thinking okay what am i cutting what are the costs i'm cutting how can i save money to be able to make time for other people that i'm working with and that way i'm able to analyze and re-strategize you know because i realized too with courses and this is going to cro as well because some people have courses they have programs they have coaching they have memberships it all falls into the same thing and here's the thing everything with cro equates to emails if you don't have an email list, an email community, a, a community you're building through emails, it's not going to work for you. It's going to be a very short time and you'll be like, yeah, I wish I, I thought about it. Some people have two, three emails. Some people have two work emails. Some people have work emails for different things. You need to have an email. Some websites, right? Some websites that you have to sign up with, you need a work email to actually even create an account. I know some of them, so I and I know exactly how that can go. To tell you the importance of emails, if you just have an email list that is dedicated to getting regular and important news from you, and you're the go-to person, it's gonna help. You know, I sent an email to my list earlier this week because I got an email about the ChatGPT4 
or the now GPT-4, you know, invite the wait list. And I sent it to my list. You know, I looked at the click through rate and I was like, wow, you guys are really going in. The click rate was about 4%. And I was like, okay, I see where you guys, what, what you guys need. And they clicked on it. They signed up because I want, I don't want them to be left behind. I don't want them to be like, oh, what's going on? Now there's this new platform called Clapper. Clapper versus TikTok. You know, I'm always looking online to see what's happening. So I don't want to be left behind and I don't want to leave my audience behind. So, and not everyone has time to check for everything. So they're depending on me to give them that information so they're not left behind and that's why they're signing up. So it's not everyone that has signed up that is trying to make, you know, a difference. They just want to learn. And then when they're ready to do their business, then they know who to go to. One tweet that I really love, and I'll paraphrase it, is what I saw a couple months ago. And the tweet goes like this, paraphrasing, marketing is best when the time to buy comes, your business, your brand becomes top of mind because people don't like being sold to at all. I don't like being sold to. I know you don't like being sold to, but when you are told about a story or when something makes sense and makes you actually want to save time, save money, or save some type of resource, then you actually pay for that time or you pay for that expense. You know, you put that time in. So that's how I see it. And I believe that if we are thinking about CRO, we have to think about email building. You know, we have to think about advertising. We have to think about what is going on here. Because if I have a blog and this blog is doing so well, right? And you ask me, why am I not making any sales? The reason why you're not making any sales is because no one is leaving their email address when they're purchasing your product. That should be the major thing you should look into. Because whenever you buy something online, even on Amazon, when you buy something, you need to have your email address there. So if you forget emails, then you're pretty much saying forget sales because you don't have an email that you can actually help them to say, hey, thank you for ordering, thank you for purchasing, thank you for being here. There has to be some type of blend between those two to make sure that you have those right goals in place to create that experience for your audience. So Celeste, you definitely brought that and I appreciate those questions too. Yes. Oh, and I love your tweet, but I got Have you heard me talk about the Pepsi analogy? No. Uh, I need to Twitter is like the thing that I keep seeing and be like, should I, should I? No, I don't know. Maybe I'll get a, a Twitter. Probably not though. Um, so I always tell people that I teach about marketing, um, about Pepsi, right? So, you know, Pepsi, uh, I think not 2022, must've been 2021. I don't know. One of those years they ran like a $20 million Super Bowl ad campaign. So my question was, you know, do you think that they expected people when they saw the commercial to stop what they were doing, get up off the couch, run to the store and buy some Pepsi? Like, no, absolutely not. The exercise is they want people to think of them when they're thirsty. So you know, look at your own product, your own service and think, all right, how do I get people not to buy today, but to always have my product, my service top of mind whenever their friend is like, you know, um, I really need some help with my SEO. Like, I don't even know like where to start, but their friend, because they just saw favorites email goes, oh my gosh, I know someone like you should hit this person up. That's where the conversion happens. That is where the sales magic happens. So I just encourage everyone to analyze that 
implement your own strategy so that you are always top of mind with your target customer. So yes, that was long, but I'm going to paraphrase that into a tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. I love that. I love that. It it makes a lot of sense. You know, Coca-Cola too, you know, when you see them in gardens and, and parks and skyscrapers and all these things and family vacations and outdoor stuff, you're by the ranch or, you know, you're having a good time where you just got out the, the swimming pool and you want a cold drink, you know, when they show those things, it's psychology, psychology. Rocky had an amazing room earlier. You guys should go listen to it. It's called Marketing Psychology and shout out to you, oh, Rocky. I it. It was I today. Know. Yeah, it was today. Oh, I no, got in like... People get on my nerves. I, <laughs> I know East Coast side, but you know, I even got in a little late because I had clients. I had the two clients I had earlier today, this morning. So I literally missed out on the whole room. I got towards the tail end of it, maybe for another 15, 20 minutes before they closed, but it was amazing. It was really, really amazing. So you guys should check out that replay for sure, because it goes into psychology. It's the same thing we're talking about here. If people need your services, and they're looking for someone, who's that person going to be? Is it going to be you or is it going to be a competitor? It has to be one or the other. And if you are the person they come to, then it's because you were consistently showing up even when they didn't need you at the time. So when you are thinking about your marketing and thinking about your strategy, you ask yourself, how do I take this from point A to B? My focus this year, it's always been like that every year, but I feel like just because of what I'm seeing on my Google search console, Pinterest is the big thing that people are looking for with help, Pinterest marketing for businesses. So I'm revamping it into my Pinterest business mastery course. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I know that it's this year, 2023, is going to be heavy based on images. I featured an amazing guy. His name is Bill. And he does, he's been doing SEO since 96. So I featured him on my podcast. Is it Bill Nye? No, Bill, it starts, his last name starts with an S. I can't, I can't remember the name, but he's on, <laughs> he's on, he's on Twitter as well. And he's also on LinkedIn. I'll, now I got to find it because now you mentioned that Celeste. So now I have to find Oh the, my gosh, nobody else. Put it in the chat if you know the joke. Somebody, anybody? Come on. You said it's from the 90s, too, so I had to throw it out there. <laughs> oh, man. His name is Bill. Um, I just checked on Twitter. His name is Bill Sabald. And he's been working with big brands. Like, I'm talking, I don't even want to go into the details, but he's worked with big brands from 96. And one of the things he said, he said this, and I should say the science guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Celeste, you have somebody that... Yes, Nasha! Nasha is <laughs> always on point. She's always on point. <laughs> you know, so he told me in the episode, when we recorded the episode, and he was like, every year there's always an update. He was talking about the Hummingbird update um, in 2014 when the Google Core update happened. And then I now talked about, you know, the... The EAT, the EAT, Experience, Expertise, Authority, and Trust, and of course, the helpful content that was released um, from Google. And these are core updates, because whenever 
there's this cycle of SEO, oh, optimize, 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 and then when Google makes a core update, you have to now go back to drawing board and optimize again. Those things happen, but when you have an experience that you're giving on your site, Google is going to recommend yours before anyone else's because of that. And he was telling me that the reason why I even brought this up podcast-wise is because he said that in 2023, the focus for SEO search engines based on everything is going to be image search engine optimization. And it made a lot of sense. Mm. You know why it made a lot of sense? Because I translated that, because for me, I'm always thinking like on high beams. So I translated that to, okay, GPT-4 now with the 8K, 32K they're trying to get to, that you can also now translate it's not only text because three and 3.5 was text now with four it's audio video image and text mid journey is image you know when you start thinking about all these other ai tools you know canva now you know how do you translate uh, you just write something and turn it into an image i found a, a canva alternative that's an ai tool that looks just like canva but you can be able to use it and turn it into unique pins or unique content ideas just for images. And it's crazy. Yeah, Celeste, yeah. I found it and I was like, yeah, this is the future. Literally type in what you want and you literally get back, you know, an image. So image SEO is going to be big in 2023. And if you use AI to enhance your business, you're off to the races because that's also all text indexed as well for your business. So images are going to really take over. And it makes a lot of sense because that's why I'm very heavy on Pinterest because almost a huge majority of images you see on Google images come from Pinterest or they come from a website source. So if you can leverage both your website and being on a search engine like Google from being on Pinterest, then you're on to amazing, amazing things. Video marketing is also there too, because YouTube just released podcasts. So podcast is audio. And if you have audio, you're gonna have an image cover. So it goes back into image. If you do, however you go, you're probably gonna pass through an image. So it's really gonna be a big one this year and I'm excited for where things are going. So Celeste, are you ready for this? You know, well, I mean, I have you in my arsenal, so you're going to help me get ready. <laughs> I was thinking you're already ahead of the game because you know Pinterest, so that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. I don't know when we're going to get you started on this, Celeste. We're in Q2 now, so I don't want I, I don't want us to get to Q4 and you're like, hey, favor. <laughs> hey, I see everyone else like. is making money but me. You know, let's go. <laughs> No, I have. Oh, my gosh. Listen, we already had our talk. But for those of you who don't know, I got a lot going on over here. Not an excuse. Um, so we'll get up real soon. In the meantime, um, yeah, when are you teaching a course on, I mean, either AI or um, image SEO? Sounds like the two hot topics. Yeah, that is what I'm putting together in the course. And that's why I even build the All Things SEO house. And it's like a new challenge for myself because when I created the Pinterest and SEO marketing club in 2021, that was because I had a course built around it for the club. And now with the house, all things SEO, I was like, I can't, SEO is so big, so I can't just put it into one size fits all. So with the AI and with how to use it, there's some AI tools 
that I'm having in my course, the SEO course, that will allow you to use these AI tools to do exactly what you're looking for. And it's going to be exciting because all these tools, if you work them together, they're going to really work for you. And you just be just you just be looking at your your content and you're like, wow, so I didn't know I could do this. You know, I found an AI tool. I was on an AI hunt this week. I was telling a few a few of my clients earlier today that I found an AI tool that can actually improve your digital sales. And when I saw that, I was like, yeah, when you think about Facebook, Google, YouTube, you know, running ads, everybody's running ads with images or videos. So if you know what you're doing and how you can increase that benchmark by a percentage, then you can go into some audience intelligence. So to your question, it's going to be this quarter because I've built it on a new platform where the course is going to be on. And I'm excited about this because I've never seen a course platform builder like this that actually appreciates and has SEO as a featured integration, you know, for the course. What platform? You know, I need to know. I'll, I'll let you know offline so, so that, <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I'm not going to give everything on here because I, I feel like if I it. do. I do. Yeah, just uh, inbox me. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. And I figured I figured it out the, the hard way because on Clubhouse, when Clubhouse first started, I was just throwing out tools and AIs and, and stuff. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, when you get everything for free, you'll never pay for it. But when you get to see oh that- Oh my gosh, you are so right. Sorry, go ahead. No, you can, you can, I mean, I probably dropped a bomb, so you can finish it. <laughs> no, I have a small rant. So did I, I know I was talking to someone else. So I um popped into this room. I'm not, well, let me look. Nobody's in here. Okay, great. It's a real estate room. I'm not gonna name any names, but they were talking about, you know, like marketing stuff and nobody was talking about SEO. So I went up. And I was like, yeah, like, um, you know, you can use SimRush, which, I mean, I give that tip away for free all the time. But I was like, yeah, you can use SimRush and use this and that. And my baby has a hiccup, so he's telling me he has hiccups. Um, But (laughs) I was just, you know, dropping little gems. And so the one who was uh, moderating the room, she was asking me questions. And, you know, I was answering them. And she was like, yeah, we need to connect offline, blah, blah, blah. So we ended up having a quick discovery call. And she's like, yeah, um, I definitely want to pay you to have you come in, you know, teach uh, the group that I facilitate about SEO. She's like, I'll have my um, assistant schedule it. Never scheduled, never paid, right? Fast forward a few months later, she is in the room teaching them about SEO. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) Like I got God, he was the title was just like real estate and SEO, and the first thing because you know I clicked on it like what is going on? I clicked on it, and the first thing she's talking about is SimRush, right? Giving the exact tip that I gave her, and I was just like, oh, okay. Moral of the story: I mean, I don't sweat it too hard, but you're right. People will take the things that you drop and you know will just run with them and never give you credit, never pay you nothing. So. I understand, but I still give away free stuff anyways. So yeah, I don't think I learned my lesson. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you just said? I just made me a little bit like, I'm just like, wow, is this really happening? Is, (laughs) oh my goodness. The way, the way people like take information and run with it is so scary because it's like, you don't know 
what's working, but you're trying everything else and seeing if it's going to work for you. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm stuck again because I see what you mean with, you know, real estate and SEO. Those two don't even go together in context, but they definitely go a long way in findings. And you can't really say, oh, use SEMrush to find your, <laughs> that's funny. That's really funny, actually. So I think it's high time that people just stay, you know, connected to what really makes the most sense, which is investing in yourself and understanding what type of business you're going into. Understand where you are taking your next steps as an owner, as a business, you know, and asking yourself, if I really need SEO, then how do I apply it in a way that actually makes sense and I can see the conversions? And usually I tell people, when you start off with SEO with me, don't expect conversions in the first month because I can't promise you Google might create a call update today. Bing may change something tomorrow. Yahoo may change something the next day. But if you have the fundamentals right and within three to six months, you have that foundation set then between six to 12 months plus you'll be able to do amazing things with your content that you won't have been able to do if you weren't focusing on content because if you look at the websites today majority of the results you're going to get are going to be websites and if yours is one of them and you're creating content together you're going to be winning every single time because the day you make a sale that sale will come so uniquely because you were able to deliver so accurately on a consistent basis. So, so that's, I'm glad you brought that example up because some people on Clubhouse literally just sell you snake oil and you buy it and it's, and it's sad. 100%, but you know what? I don't even, it's weird. I don't know where I have to disposition of like, I don't care. Like nothing really triggers me anymore, but, um, what I will say is no matter what, to anybody in the audience, keep sharing value, like keep showing up. It's fine. And just know they can, you know, try to copy the recipe, but they will never have the sauce, period. Okay. Facts. Facts. Big old facts. Thank you so much. I think we've had a, a really good session in the All Things SEO house. Make sure you guys follow the house. For those of you who have a ticket, make sure that ticket turns into a non-ticket so you can be a member of the All Things SEO house because this is a place where you learn and the replays are on as well, guys. So make sure you listen to replays and also listen to the one I had, I think it was earlier this week, so you can tap in and learn more about SEO and just do it correctly because the last thing I want you to do is spend money on something that you don't know how it's going to come back and you're not having any practice or placement to actually do that for your business or for yourself. So listen to what we've talked about, you know, listen to these things because yeah, we, this is a small room, but trust me, it goes a long way. These kind of rooms now, by the way, Celeste, I'll definitely tell you this now. I have a, and you should do this too, Celeste, by the way, if you don't have a LinkedIn newsletter, please create one. It's going to be a game changer for you when it comes to leads. So is it a LinkedIn newsletter? Yes. How does that work? I haven't even heard of that. Do you have a LinkedIn creator profile account? Uh, I think I just have a regular LinkedIn account. Okay. So on LinkedIn, when you go on your laptop, you can also do it on your phone. But when you 
create a LinkedIn account, a personal account, you can, you'll scroll down, you'll see where it says creator mode. Yours should either be off or on. So if you've not turned yours on, it should be off. And when you turn it on, it gives you access to LinkedIn audio, LinkedIn newsletters and LinkedIn live. And, and LinkedIn audio is really good too. LinkedIn live is good as well. That's for StreamYard and other things. And then LinkedIn newsletter is where you now start to send newsletters to your audience. So for me, I've done it. If you go to LinkedIn and just look at my profile, you'll see my LinkedIn newsletter there. It's about SEO 101. And what I intentionally wanted to do was to create that newsletter so people can learn about SEO. So that thing grows because as soon as you send, uh, as soon as you publish it, that's why I love it so much. It goes back to email. If you have a subscription list, right? Like I think my subscription list is about 1600 members subscribed to that newsletter. And if you run rooms like here on Clubhouse, for example, I will take the replay of this room. That's why I don't even mind about the number of people in the room. For me, it's a value. So if you now do a room here and then after doing a room, you take the link of that room and summarize it. Like I told you about the GPT for podcasts, right? <laughs> so you can literally upload the MP3, get your creative, get your summary, edit it, make sure that you have all your timestamps in place, and then link them back to your, your, your clubhouse room. So people can listen to your clubhouse conversation or your clubhouse audio from LinkedIn, but they get it as an email. So when they click on their email on their phones, as soon as they click on that link, it pulls them right into clubhouse audio. So that way you're able to repurpose from LinkedIn to email down to clubhouse, and then people can find your links here and you can be able to create that cycle or, or funnel, so to speak. So if you create a newsletter on LinkedIn, that would be a really good way for you to build that authority, especially in your niche. You can definitely do a lot with that. Sorry, I'm here. I was on another screen on LinkedIn, but yes. Okay, <laughs> that's good. And coincidentally, you mentioned LinkedIn because um, have you ever used SimRush's backlink audit or like backlink gap yeah yeah they recommended uh to use linkedin as a backlink for a site that i'm helping with so i was like oh okay all right linkedin i see you <laughs> and hey mo dub in the audience and we always said already said hi to Col is it Colapo? is that right yes Colapo. Colapo and cm so you just popped in well cheryl um, yay. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for the room. This was great. Um, so many thoughts on conversion rates and how to increase them, but you did such an amazing job breaking everything down as usual. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'm looking forward to more rooms like this. Definitely. And I think with LinkedIn, I'm actually looking at the backlink audit as we speak and my toxicity level is low. So that means my backlink profile looks good. And because you mentioned that with LinkedIn, yes, definitely. I think that would be good. And that would be great for Pinterest. It would be great for your podcast when you get it started. All those things are going to be really helpful. And I think that's going to be where we can take it to the next level. So I appreciate you guys for being here. Um, thank you, Goran, as well. And Chris also left as well. I'm glad everyone had a good time. And Nasha, Mo, Kalapur. And um, Cheryl, please, Cheryl, make sure you get your ticket and, you know, join the 
all things SEO house so you don't miss out as well on the rooms we have. The replays are on, so if you want to access the replay, please join as a member and you'll be able to have access to the replay. And Goran as well has had a really great question, which has really set the room on fire and it took us to a, a really good direction. And that's why I love content like this. So I appreciate you guys. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Happy April. And I'm going to... And really quick, the replays are automatically on now. Yeah, they're automatically on now. Ah, so if you go to the house, yeah, if you go to the house and you're an admin too, when you go to the house, you can be able to see where you can schedule an event as well. Celeste, because I'd love to have you here as well, you know, running rooms. I can support you. You just be on the side, just chilling and, you know, have replays and maybe do like power hour rooms, you know, like podcasts, maybe like a five minute, 10 minute room. It doesn't have to be too long. And then use those to write, you know, go into your LinkedIn and so on and so forth. So we can do that for sure. Amazing. Yes. Um, hold me to that. I will start doing rooms really soon. Well, have a great weekend, everyone. And thank you again. Favorite. Thank you, everyone. Take care and have a wonderful day.